0: Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. If you're getting this episode shortly after it's been released, yes, it's been a few extra weeks since our last episode. The past month has been a little extra hectic, and I had to make a choice between getting out lots of episodes or getting out good episodes, so I opted to hold off until today's episode. And you're going to see why. I get to welcome Rebecca Hansen from MST3K. Let's get right to it. On mic today, we have Rebecca Hansen, star of, among other things, Mystery Science Theater. How are you doing this fine day?
1: I'm great, Aaron. Thanks for having me. How are you, sir?
0: I I am doing fantastic. Please don't mind my dog behind me. I couldn't get her to move. Mine is
1: on the floor behind me, so we're in good company. Okay, okay. (laughs) Maybe
0: they can do a podcast themselves later on.
1: I think that's why he's here. He wants to be interviewed, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well what's what's your dog's name may i ask really polina quickly? polina hi polina, hey, polina. <laughs> and your dog trond 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 D on the end of that yes it's norwegian okay. t-r-o-n-d yep okay trond uh-huh that is so cute i wish i could show you but he's on the floor and i can't pick up my
0: yeah sure that that's I quite think. understandable he's,
1: he's a black lab he's great <laughs>
0: best dog ever thanks except when there's chocolate around
1: Except when there's any food around. He just eats everything. But hey, that's his gift. And I don't want to stifle it. Well, I do. I have to. But anyway, we're getting off course. I that's,
0: that's all right. Hey, <laughs> we're, we're, dogs are one of the most positive things in the world. So. Oh, totally. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of MST3K. Me too. And not only, I, I did you a disservice by saying that you're a star, but you're also a writer on there, too. And the writing on MST3K has always been top notch. Yeah. But... Unlike some of the other cast members, you have a unique quality in that you're a lot closer to me in age than some of the others. So I feel like we kind of grew up with it, unlike yeah. everybody else.
1: Yeah, let's see. Uh, I think, I mean, all of us did grow up with it. I think I came, like, I learned about it more when I was in college, because that's mm-hmm. how old I was, because mm-hmm. I'm early 40s. Mm-hmm. Um and i feel like yeah a lot of the cast is like mid to upper 30s mm-hmm. and then there's and then there's like the original cast members right. that pop in here and there what i was
0: getting at yeah
1: uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay i wasn't sure if you meant like this current cast or previous I, casts yeah
0: yeah I, the original cast you know being adults when i was a kid cuz i'm about to hit my 40s okay and i i just have to ask what's it like seeing something growing to love it, and then saying, hey, would you like to have a turn being on the show?
1: Um, I have to say when it was first brought up to me before the Kickstarter was even a thing, uh, I was helping Joel Hodson um, at a Comic-Con or a, a Wizard World convention. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had just been featured in Wired magazine. There was a great article in Wired. This must have been like 2014-ish. hmm and uh he said something to the effect of like well you know i'd love to get it started up again i don't know if i ever will but if i did do you think you'd want to maybe write for it and i instantly started crying on this escalator (laughs) as as i was writing it with him and i was like oh uh yeah i think uh, that'd be yeah i'd be okay like sure joel i guess if i had to like i couldn't i couldn't compose myself it was uh, just the possibility of it made Mm -hmm. me just absolutely start crying in public and i don't normally do that um and then the kickstarter happened and he called the next day after it had you know um raised all that money and was like hey we got this money do you want to write on mst3k and i was like yes yes please yes 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 and then he was like hey do you think you'd want to be another character like an on-camera character like like a clone of pearls i was like yes Joel anything you ask me I'm I'm just gonna say yes to so like yeah so yeah yeah to be to be a part of it still um I still can't believe it actually happened and it's still like the highlight of my life because yeah it was such such an integral part of me getting into comedy and um and yeah to be on the other side of it is the coolest thing ever (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I recall when Pat Noswalt got that mess memo from Joel, I think it was over Facebook Messenger or something, he posted a screen cap where he said, would you like to be on the show as well? And he just like had this incomprehensible string of characters, yeah. and, and, and I could only comment on that tweet. I said, if somebody had said that to me, that would have literally been my response to it. By the way, I'm available. So right. uh,
1: <laughs> okay. yeah, it's, it's one of those things that there are no words. There really aren't. There really aren't. Because, yeah, you know, like the show in our minds had ended, you know, in what, 97? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you rewatch them all those years, you're like, oh, wasn't this such a great show? Too bad, you know, it ended. And then A, to be brought back, B, to be a part of it. Ugh,
0: it's. I, I say without hyperbole, I think it's the greatest TV show in the history of Western civilization. Whoa. Yes, because it combines so much of... I mean, we have cinema as a whole, anybody who loves movies. And then you have the layer of loving movies for the wrong reasons. And then you have the <laughs> layer of having theater on top of loving movies yeah. for the wrong reasons. It's such a layered concept that works for my five-year-old daughter yep. or my 80-year-old grandmother. It's yep. It works for everybody.
1: Yeah, it really, really does. It is. I mean, yeah, it's an all-ages, all-encompassing, all, ages, all all-encompassing show. Sorry, mm-hmm. it is Saturday morning, and I'm still waking up. Um, yeah, no, 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 um, no. I mean, and, uh, there are so many different layers of hilarity to it, and genius, and subtlety, and it's it's a deceptively simple show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like I'll never forget uh, when I when I got my first writing assignment, which was uh, for cry. I think, no, I did write on Cry Wilderness and I wrote on The Loves of Hercules, but I think The Loves of Hercules was the was the movie that I first received when we first started writing. And um, just to, you know, see the opening credits, you know, they, they give us the movie and the little row of theater seats, you know, are along the front of the movie. And I just remember, like, I started watching it going, oh, all right, what are Crow and Tom going to say? And then I realized, oh, whoa, that. I I have to be writing those words like that Mm -hmm. was that was just such a like monumental moment of oh boy the the pressure's on you know Mm -hmm. you think it's so easy and boy you throw a lot of stuff out there to see (laughs) if Uh any of it sticks but but that's also it's probably the probably the funnest writing I've ever done because uh, for riffing because you can throw I mean you can throw any sort of thing out there and it's amazing to see who catches on to what it's mm-hmm. fun to have to explain your jokes. It's fun mm-hmm. when people find them funny on one level and you meant it to be funny on another level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it's really, really fun. As awful as these movies are mm-hmm. uh, and as many times as you have to watch them and as sick as you get of them. And then you always hit a point in the movie where it's like I, there's nothing funny. I can't I can't write anymore. Mm-hmm. I hate this, uh, and then you know everyone in the writers' <laughs> room is like, "This is the worst movie. Why did we pick this? We hate this. We can't." And then and then we make each other laugh again, and then we find the funny stuff of it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a great show, and I love that that it really is for everyone. If you if you want it to be, it's for you. Mm-hmm.
0: you know? And you know, I've been watching. I, okay, the show started when I was nine-ish. I discovered about a year later. So you know, watching before I even hit my teens. And then I watch them again in my 20s and I watch them again in my 30s. It's like, oh, God, I keep picking up on new jokes. Yes. It's, it's possibly the most rewatchable show ever.
1: Yes, yes. Because you, you know when those laughs are coming that you've laughed before. And then, yeah, like you said, like when you do watch it as, as you're older, you're like, oh, my gosh. Or there are so many things I learned because of MST3K mm-hmm. because when I first started watching it, you know, we didn't have the Internet just right there. For us to like look up references. So like my friends and I sometimes would write things down through like, oh my gosh, we've got like, we don't understand this reference. We've got to like look it up and, and you learn, you oddly learn stuff by watching it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: The annotated MST3K is, is one of the greatest <laughs> ideas ever. Um, just people who have actually gone through and just line by line oh. said, this is what this riff means. This is what that riff means.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Oh, so M- annotated MST3K oh my gosh check okay. it out on twitter yeah.
1: holy cow see i'm even learning stuff as a fan and as a i guess insider even though i still don't think of myself as an insider but i guess i am what is it am- annotated mst
0: annotated mst3k all right thanks wrote sure it down
1: thing. Okay. yeah yeah uh it's been really great
0: and among other things you're you are in my one of my favorite art forms, stand-up comedy as well
1: uh yeah, well well, 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 I don't do a ton of stand up per se. I do more improv. Okay. Uh which there is a difference, but I think 2020 might be the year where I get some guts and maybe try a little stand up.
0: Uh what was that
1: look for? What does that look for? Well, for whatever reason stand up comedy uh is a little intimidating to me because I'd rather I guess I'm just more comfortable not having a script. Mm -hmm. and I'm more comfortable like just improvising and I do prefer to perform with people Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what you kind of do at improv with stand-up it's just you and you have to be well I don't think you have to be yeah you kind of have to be methodical in some of your comedy Um, and it's just one of those things that it's been oddly intimidating to me but it shouldn't be because because I've been doing comedy for so long, I should just be able to do this. So I think, I think 2020 will be the year Rebecca Hansen like, does some open mics and does stuff like that.
0: Number one, keep me in the loop on that. I want to know. Okay, okay. Number two, that is the most interesting thing, that you actually feel more comfortable going off and being thrown to the wolves yep. than to have a script in front. Because that, that's like the opposite of what 90% of comedians I've ever heard talk uh, yeah. have said. And Yeah. Can, can you go into that a little more?
1: um I mean sure sure I'll try to um it's just yeah um I kind of discovered I discovered improv actually as a high school student and that's what got the ball rolling for me in terms of like being in theater and then I was reintroduced like reintroduced to improv again in college and and uh once I did that that's where a lot of my professors were like you need to like you need to go to Chicago. You need to go to second city and, and learn how to do this. Um, I'm fine. And I do like scripted things, but boy, uh, being able to just come up with stuff off the top of my head and just even kind of surprise myself with what I'm saying is just really fun. It's the, it's the funnest rush you'll ever get in your life. I feel. Um, So it's, it's, it's always just been a very freeing, very liberating thing for me. Um, And moving to Chicago and working at second city and improv Olympic and comedy sports. And then I was on a ton of different um, independent teams and doing musical improv and stuff. It's just, it's just so fun when you're with a group of people and we don't know where we're going, but we are definitely getting there together. It's just, it's just really exhilarating. So once you kind of get comfortable not knowing what you're going to do and getting comfortable just falling flat on your face in front of people (laughs) it's not literally well sometimes you actually do physically fall and then Mm -hmm. you just make it funny and uh, I feel like with improv people are a little more willing to forgive you if it doesn't go so well Um, what they don't understand is when it does go really well that that you didn't know it was going to they Mm -hmm. they they're absolutely convinced that you've scripted it and that's That's not the case. Like we just we just improvise. So so yeah, improv for me has always just been more comfortable, and I've been doing that for so long that it just it just doesn't phase me anymore. And in regard to like oh, what if I'm really bad? Um, And because of that, I've gotten to perform with you know some of some of my comedy heroes, and it's just been really fun to do that with them and have that experience. And it only happens that one time, and then it's gone, Uh, and that's kind of a bummer. But but it's fun to like keep chasing that does yeah, that make, make sense? sense
0: oh totally totally okay. we missed a, a second or so of it but I don't think it's I, I think the message got through
1: okay it's fun is what I'm saying I think it's fun
0: <laughs> when you talk about performing with your comedy heroes do you have any good stories
1: um boy I when I yeah I mean when I was when I was an understudy at second city um so I was I was just understudying. Um, one of the touring companies it was one of my first gigs ever with Second City. The Second City is an improv sketch comedy theater in Chicago. I don't know if everyone knows that, so I'll give everyone that context. Uh, some of its famous alumni include uh, John Belushi, Tina Fey, Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell. like People much you might anyone. have heard
0: of once or twice. Yeah,
1: you might have seen those people somewhere. Um, but I, uh, as an understudy, I, one of my first shows with Second City, I actually got to do with Rachel Dratch. Um, Rachel Dratch is a, um, Second City alumni. She's also uh, a Saturday Night Live alumni. Um, I think her most famous character would probably be Debbie Downer. Um, and then she also did a, uh, she had a Boston character that she did with Jimmy Fallon a lot. And, uh, when Rachel Dratch was on stage at Second City, she, uh, was in a cast with Tina Fey. And they wrote a scene called Wicked. And it's not about the play Wicked. It's about living in Boston. You know how you always say Wicked, Wicked Smart, Wicked. (laughs) And um, it's this mother-daughter scene. It's a really funny scene that Rachel and Tina wrote. And um, I got to do Tina Fey's part with Rachel for uh, this live show that we did. And it was just, A, it was really fun to do a show with her because I had been watching her on Saturday Live for all those years. Um, I'm actually taller than her and I'm not very tall. So that was cool to be like a taller person on stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just a personal thing. Um, but yeah, it was
0: five, five. So,
1: okay. Yeah. I'm five, four. Um, and you know, it was interesting to see, I think Rachel was just as nervous as all of us in the cast were, which was so funny to me because, you know, she's this powerhouse performer. Um, but it was just cool to like, see that other side of her and just to have fun with her so so yeah uh doing a show with her was really really fun and it was one of my first um yeah one of my first second city experiences so I feel really fortunate with that yeah so if
0: you could move the art form forward if you could if you could put together your own improv event what would you like to do
1: oh boy that's such a good question um I have to say like as as much as it's been done on television there have been some pretty okay tv shows for me and I think everyone would agree with me like improv is best live when you're in a theater with people like all feeling that mm-hmm. same kind of energy so I don't know like sometimes I think oh wouldn't it be fun to have a live stage thing and then do the I'm gonna blank on it uh that riff tracks does with the phantom what's the word I'm looking for
0: riff tracks
1: uh... Uh, you know when they like show they'll show like you know how they'll like show the movie you know when you know when riff tracks had the anniversary show and joel and jonah came like the mst yeah. like and like they were all in minneapolis together but then you mm-hmm. could go to theaters and watch it oh like, oh
0: this a simulcast
1: yeah 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 oh yeah like if, if you could do a simulcasting like that that would be kind of fun improv wise but you kind of have to be you kind of have to be in the same space for it to really, yeah, happen. yeah. So, and I think that's another reason why I love it so much is because it is such a specific, and rare thing. Uh, you can't quite mass produce it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I would actually say I could see that you use the Rift Tracks is a great example. They have their their simulcasted live events, and yes. uh, for a while, when Cinematic Titanic was touring, they had live events and they would try to put those on dvd Yep. and i like it yeah but there's a definite it doesn't quite translate it's either a studio production on a recording or it's completely live you can't do that halfway
1: it's really tricky yeah i know um a lot of people wanted the mst3k live touring shows Mm -hmm. you know to be available on dvd and as fun as that would have been yeah, it's just tricky to capture all of that properly um, on camera. So, yeah. so that's why stand up is probably uh, that's why I think stand up is more well known and it's easier to do because it's just one person. Mm-hmm. While it's while it's better to be in the same room as you know, say Patton Oswalt when he's doing his live stand up, it does translate really well on Netflix specials or other things like that. So, so I think that's why you know stand up is what it is and improv is this kind of this own weird beast in the corner that once you get to know it, it just gets in your system and it's kind of this weird cult that you join. Kind of like MST3K. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just this rabid fan base and you just kind of can't get enough of it. Yeah. So. And
0: yeah. I mean, I, I would get somebody to watch MST3K for the first time and this was more true in the original days than because it, it's kind of seeped into culture now. Yes. But I would sit somebody down and they would just keep saying over and over, but I can't hear the movie.
1: Yeah. Why are they yeah. talking?
0: And, and to break somebody of that, we're just watching a movie mentality. Yep. It's because it, you're teaching them a whole new way of appreciating something almost.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's totally true. You kind of have to, to new people, you, you really have to like train them how to watch it. And then once they know how to watch it, they're like, oh my gosh, you know. And I, I feel like that's how improv is a little bit too. Like once you kind of, know what you're seeing you're able to process it in a fuller capacity than Mm -hmm. just like watching a play or something Mm -hmm. but yeah you definitely have to train people to how to watch mst3k and i think that's that's what was fun about doing all the live shows too was you know we had a mix of people who knew exactly what they were getting into and then we had a lot of people who had never heard of this show before Mm -hmm. Um, so for them to experience it with people who knew what they were watching and it was all live and you know we were kind of in your faces with it it was it's it's by far um the most fun i've ever ever had on stage is doing the mst3k live shows because the fan base is so great everyone's there you you get to see the you know the satellite of love and and when jonah and the bots come out and then the second year we had joel with us and people are just losing their minds and it's just so fun to like be right there with them and be able to experience Mm -hmm. this horrible movie together um it makes, it makes watching The Brain, which was the one of the movies we did uh, for the last tour, it made that way more tolerable than it was.
0: I can imagine. And, and that there are some of those movies where it's like, okay, it's terrible, but it's still just fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I, just I, so, I, yeah. It's like painful fun, yeah.
0: I, I actually for years watched the mexican santa claus movie from season five.
1: Oh, yeah no
0: puppets i would just pop in that vhs tape of, of the pure movie and just watch it because it was weird but it was fun and then yeah. then the show did it and i was like okay now i have to make a choice do yeah do the puppets or not the puppets
1: yeah and what well dare i ask
0: what choice did you make oh i almost always opt for the puppets just because okay. yeah i mean it's it's uh, but I, I, I also just on a, on a whim decided to whip up a, a Christmas music video of uh-huh. Journeys Don't Stop Believing using footage of that Santa Claus movie because, you know, Don't Stop Believing Santa Claus. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. Uh,
0: fun times, fun times. <laughs> so are you taking your writing talents anywhere else these days?
1: Um, I, uh, Should I not and, have asked that? It, say what?
0: Should I not have asked that?
1: No, you totally can. Um, No, I think, I I was actually thinking this last night, like, 2019 has been just a really interesting year because it's my first full calendar year out here in L.A. I lived in Chicago for a long time. Uh, Moved to L.A. about two years ago. Um, This is the first year I wasn't touring or anything like that. And I probably see myself a little bit more as an actor, improviser, and then writer. Mm -hmm. Um, But because this is the least amount of performing I think I've done in probably at least 15 years. Um, I'm really starting to feel that itch again of, of wanting and needing to do more. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think I've known this, but that I'm definitely learning it firsthand out here. Like, um, if, if you want to be in stuff, you kind of have to create it yourself. Mm -hmm. So, Um, so yeah, so right now, no, I haven't been doing a ton of writing, but as we're approaching the end of the year, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think, I think that's another reason why, um, I'm going to kind of show myself on stage to do some, um, up comedy because that's, it's writing and it's, it's writing stuff that I want to say and want to do and want to cover as opposed to, um, you know, some, some assignment, writing assignment given to me. So so does that answer the question without answering the question? It does.
0: I, I, <laughs> uh, I, I've learned not to ask about specific projects if the guest isn't ready to talk about that just yet. Sure,
1: sure. I mean,
0: I mean I, I try to let them volunteer any information they want, but if, if you don't, I'm like, okay, let's just back right, off of that.
1: Right. And and you know, a lot of times if you are involved with something, you can't tell anyone right. anyway. And uh, I think I I think it's important and this is something I'm just learning to be more open about, like it is important to see both sides of things. So sometimes, you know, when it rains, it pours, you're so slammed with, with projects and work. And then other times it does feel kind of like a bit of a drought. Um, and so this year was a real expen- experimental year of like, I'm, I'm going to audition and just, you know, kind of get my foot in the door places here, because it just takes time. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think, you know, a success or whatever we think success is, just happens overnight. Um, and uh, more often than not, it doesn't. So so I'm going to, yeah, stretch myself and and try something that I've never really done before. I think I've, I've done some stand-up when we do, like, stand-up sets in our improv mm-hmm. sets, where it's like, okay, we'll get, like, a... A suggestion for jokes and then just tell jokes based off of you know whatever horrible suggestions we get um so that's not really stand up I mean it is but it isn't it's telling jokes on the fly but um so yeah so right now writing wise uh no I, I I really have no ideas right now I have no ideas well
0: that's okay
1: it's okay and it really then, is and then you will yeah
0: yeah thank you Be- because for somebody who's into improv, that is a mm-hmm. skill that requires your brain to work a mile a minute. Yes. I mean, you're not going to be able to sit down and think of stuff. So that, So for you to not have ideas right this second is fine because you have sure. that brain that's like two seconds from now while you're washing your hands or making a sandwich, you could get that sure. idea that sends you to Hollywood again. I mean, it's just <laughs> –
1: right oh and it's also like just being i think just having the guts enough to like say oh i have an idea because sometimes i don't have that kind of courage to be like oh i've got something um i just wait for someone to ask me and and uh being the polite midwesterner that i am it's nice in some ways but then not in others you just have to kind of say hey i've got this um or i want to do this do this mm-hmm. with me um so so this past year it's been fun um my husband and i rent a Nice little house here in um, outside of LA, and we have this weird little theater space that the mm-hmm. previous owners converted uh, converted their garage to this um, little theater space. Mm-hmm. So we open that up once a month, and we've had a ton of friends come through um, and do like maybe some character workshops, or maybe they'll they've got like they've got like seven minutes of a set that they need to whittle down to five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, they've just got weird, like they have got, oh, I've got this show idea, but I don't know how to pitch it. Can I just work on my pitch? Mm-hmm. Um, but we've opened up the space because sometimes you hit a point in the creative process where you have to put your idea up in front of someone else, you know, mm-hmm. like, but maybe you don't want to do it to do it in front of a paying audience mm-hmm. and, maybe, you know, it's not that polished. So we've opened up this space, um, for fellow performers in whatever capacity, to come try stuff out and if they want some feedback, they get it. If they just want to put it up in front of someone and just feel how that is, they get that too. And and that's been really fun to see friends I've had for a long time or people I've just met, you know, throw out this wonderful stuff that you're like, wow, there's so many great ideas in the world. I feel honored that they would want to share this part of their process with us. And more often than not, they walk away, you know, with 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 good feedback, or they're happy with what they did, or they're like, oh, I knew I needed to work on that. You know, I'm I'm so glad that I have that solidified. So that's been really fun to kind of be um, more of an observer duh, 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 this year. <laughs> uh, I'll throw that in. I'm sorry. Um, the fun. is amazing. Thank you. I I did I did try that. Um, I didn't try it. I just threw it out. But yeah, it's been fun for the first time, kind of being more of an observer this year than a performer. And uh, and that also. I always walk away from those nights feeling inspired as well. So that's been that's been a cool thing that we've done um, for almost two years now. Um, even Grant Pachoco, who you know, do you know Grant Pachoco, um, who's our lead puppeteer on MST3K, he'll <laughs> like bring cool like puppet stuff by sometimes and be like, "I'm working on this for you know the show," oh. and you're like, "What?" grant you're amazing so it's been really cool um you know we have like puppeteers come through improvisers stand-up people um actors it's 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 been fun so so uh so this year yeah like for january i'm gonna like i know when our next meeting will be and i'll have something to put up in front of people because that's sometimes i just have to force myself to do assignments like that if i'm not given something you know work-wise hmm so, yeah, it's all it's all sides, friends. There's high times and low times and real creative times and real, like, brr, times.
0: Well, making use of the space in your own home is genius. And that's a 21st century concept right there is that we're, you know, it says the guy who's recording a podcast in his front bedroom um, with, with his dog snoring in the background. I mean, it's like, <laughs> this is just what we do because I, you were saying before that it's hard to get your stuff out there unless, you know, unless you're actually working on something you just have to make it yourself, you sometimes just have to make your own projects and find somebody to buy on them, which is a really new thing in, in the world. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. talked talk my my favorite TV show in the world came back because of a crowdfunding campaign that went to a streaming service and if I had used those words 20 years ago, nobody would know what I was talking about.
1: We wouldn't even know what those words were 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 And and now here we are. Yeah. It's it's, yeah, I think overall, we're living in a really cool time. I think in some in, and in some ways, it's a little oversaturated, but I love that everyone can do stuff if they want to do stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's cool. Like now I know you because of this. And exactly. it's it's really yeah, it's just it's it's really cool how we have so many tools at our disposal to um, shine light on other people and then also bring light to what we're thinking and working on and doing yeah. stuff.
0: It's it's overwhelming. I I hesitate to use the word oversaturated because there's seven billion people on this planet. That's That's a lot to saturate. That's true. That's true. um, I mean, we might be just now getting MST3K into the realms of Tasmania and Nicaragua. (laughs) and I'm sure that's an exaggeration because they've seen it for years. But I'm just saying we can get that out there.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're very you're very true. That's very true. I just. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. So yeah, I'm sorry. I agree with you. <laughs> well,
0: I think that's a pretty good place to leave because I know you're a busy lady and you've got stuff going on.
1: I mean, um, I I do, and I would, and and I hope that there's more.
0: I'd like to have you back.
1: It'd be, it'd be great. I, yeah, I hope to come back and be like, oh, Erin, look at this, and I'm doing this, and blah blah blah, and this and this, and that's that's a very technical way of me putting things.
0: That's okay, and and, and that's because. You know, if you're going to do the stuff that I think you're going to do, I would really like to hear about it. I'd like you to talk about it here again because I, I said I love MST3K. I've had some of the the uh, previous related people on the show before. I, I love talking to them. So um, it's
1: it's a really I have to say this. It's a really lovely bunch of people to be with, and I think that's what's been like the coolest thing for me is. Um, yes, this is a show that I've admired for a long time. And I was super intimidated, like especially like the first day I met Mary Joe. Holy cow, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. She's oh. freaking Mary Joe. Um yeah.
0: and,
1: and Bill and Kevin. And oh, they could not have been nicer or more gracious or more lovely and welcoming. And that's what's been so cool, is just getting to know that not only are they just hilarious, they're just really lovely. Warm people, um, Mark Hamill, the same way. Holy cow, mm-hmm. what a what a like sweet man. So it's been that that's what's been like probably the coolest. Uh, and it, it's just knowing that like it's good people behind behind it, all this stuff.
0: It, it really is. I've met MJ a number of times because we lived in bordering states, oh, and nice. um, she was so kind and so sweet to me, and a huge part of the reason. I'm writing as much as I am now is directly related to her words of encouragement, which at this point are almost 15 years ago. Wow. Wow. And, and, and I, I reach out to her occasionally just say, Hey, thanks again for all you've done. And even though it was just a quick chat and an email here and there, it really helped me out at a point in my life where I needed some help. So
1: that's cool. Yeah. And I,
0: the, I could say similar things about the other, but MJ, especially.
1: Yeah. Sweeney. She's, she's just really, there's no one like her. Like, yeah, like she's no. just really extra phenomenal. Oh, yay, that's cool. Of, I mean, of course she was like that with you. Like, That's just mm-hmm. how she is. She's yeah. just really, really but great.
0: I had the same thought the day I met her uh, because I wasn't even sure if I should go up to her at the time. Yes. And I took the risk because, well, it's a long story as to, but the fact uh, is- I'm happy
1: to hear it, but if you don't want to tell it, that's okay,
0: fine. Too. Well, um, okay. uh, the show had been off for a couple of years at that point. She had mm. just moved to Texas- Okay. and i was reaching out to her because i would like I was trying to get a copy of her book mm-hmm. and blah 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 one thing leads to another and she says hey i'm doing this live show in texas in a couple of days yeah. would you like to come down as my guest and i'm like yeah sure, yeah it's like okay so i go down there and you know it's an eight hour drive from a six hour, hour you know, something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you have her had to go through traffic in both Dallas and Austin, no, thanks. it's it's going to add a lot to your day, yeah. to say the least. I get down there. The show starts at midnight. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it doesn't wrap up till 2.30 in the morning. Sure. And I didn't get a chance to talk to her ahead of time. So I sit through this. I have a great time. I'm literally 10 feet away from one of my idols yes. who's invited me to be there. Yep. And... I'm like, I got to say thank you. Yeah. I mean, you got to say thank you, but it's 2.30 yes. in the morning. She's probably exhausted. She might not even, and it's like, I, I'm that guy, I don't want to bother somebody. I especially yeah. don't want to bother them ready to follow up from exhaustion, but it's like, you got to say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And and I turn around and I talk to her and she's so glad I got there. She's happy. She's this, well. she's that. And I'm, I'm leaving on top of the world. I get sure. home, I crash. I get up in the morning. I have an email from her saying, and again, I'm like, man, was it, did I do the right thing by at least saying hi? And she's like, sure. I'm sorry I didn't invite you to breakfast. What on <laughs> earth? <sighs> and, and again, every time we chat, it's just been that level of wonderfulness yes. from her.
1: Yes, yeah. I first met her when I, she first saw me when I was Cynthia. So mm-hmm. it was, and she wasn't quite in her Pearl getup yet. Um, so it was, you know, I was like, hi, I'm, I'm Rebecca Hanson. I'm playing your clothes. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, whoa. You know, she's like, this is the wig we'll be wearing. Cause we had similar wigs and I was like, yeah. yeah." yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until the next morning. So we'd had our big, you know, shoot that day. And then the next morning um, a bunch of us had breakfast at the hotel. We were all staying. And so I, you know, met her as myself and I came up to her. I was like, hi, Mary Jo. Um, this is what, this is what I really look like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Rebecca. I played your clone. She's like, Oh my gosh, you, you do look different outside of Cynthia. Yeah. She was just really, 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 really sweet. So then I was like, can I sit next to you during breakfast? She's like, please do. Um, so it was just nice to just, yeah, get to know her because the, the first day I met her, I was just so awestruck by everything that was going on um, that I, I almost just couldn't process anything because it was the coolest experience of my life <laughs> and I just felt like a real idiot uh because I I was very starstruck by everybody um and everyone was really really nice uh I had met Patton the for the first time earlier that day and mm-hmm. I was in the he was just getting into the makeup chair and I was leaving and he was like all right Mary Joe, we're gonna have a great day today <laughs> and I turned around and I said um Mr. Oswald uh I feel like I should tell you that my name is Rebecca Hanson and I'm playing, um, Mary Jo's clone, uh, Cynthia. And, uh, if, if you and Mary Jo have an inside joke, I, I don't want to ruin it for you because, um, I, I don't want you to think Mary Jo's rude. Cause I, I this isn't Mary Jo. I, my name is Rebecca. Like I felt really stupid. And he was like, Oh my God, you look so much like, like Pearl that I thought that you were Mary Joe. And I said, uh, and then all the makeup and hair people were like, yay, we're doing it. And I was like, I was like, it's cause these guys are so great, but, um, I just, uh, I'm a big fan. I'll, I'll see you out there. Blah! It just was like a babbling idiot. Um, but, but yeah, like Patton was really sweet. Mary Jo was so sweet. Um, and she was just really cool with me being a clone. And I just told her, I said, I'm just literally going to like stare at you all day and literally mirror everything you're doing. She's like, great. So then she was like doing funny things so I could would have to do them too. And yeah, she's just really, she's just really fun. She's just a fun, lovely person. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I want to take the lead from her and always, always be that way to anyone who is a fan of the show, because I'm right there with them as a fan. <laughs>
0: Nice. Nice. And, yeah. and that's again, to come back to the beginning of the conversation, that's just the, being able to talk to you and you started out as a fan, you get on the show, everything
1: comes full circle. It really, yeah, it really, really did. I mean, yeah, that's the whole reason. Um, the whole reason I even, you know, got into this was, uh, I don't know if you want to hear or if you already know, please, or, please, no, or, no, no. Um, in in 2013 when I was living in Chicago, uh, 2013 was the 25th anniversary of MST3K and Joel and Frank and Trace came to Chicago to, they did, you know, like an MST3K Q and a panel at the museum of broadcast communications in Chicago. And so it was a rainy November afternoon. And my husband, Tim Ryder, who is also um, part of MST3K, he's the bonehead mm-hmm. and he writes mm-hmm. on it, Tim and I, and then two of our other friends from second city went to this panel And it was my first time seeing any of them live and it was just really cool to, uh, hear and, and see all of them. And we were going to get a DVD signed afterwards. And, uh, Tim was understudying at second city at the time. And our friend Ross was on stage there. And so we were like, "Whoa, we should ask Frank and trace and, um, Joel to see if they'd maybe want to come to the show tonight and maybe do the improv set. And And Tim and our friend Ross were too shy to ask. I was like, well, I'll I'll ask because I wasn't part of that. I wasn't in that show. Uh, So I was like, I'll I'll ask. And we got up to the table and Joel said, oh, hey, these are the Second City guys. And we were like, what? And uh, unbeknownst to either Tim or Ross, Joel was at the show the night before. So he saw part of the show and long story short, Joel was, you know, we asked them, hey, do you guys want to come to the show tonight? Do you want to do the improv set? And Frank and Trace were headed out, like, they were headed out of town right after the panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know now, because I've lived on a bus with Joel before, I know Joel goes to bed very early. He's an mm-hmm. he's an early to bed, early to rise type of guy. And he was like, oh I, oh, I can't make it to a late show, but, you know, maybe would you want to have dinner with us? Or dinner with me? And we were like, sure. So, so he, um, yeah, he found Ross. And Tim on Twitter and we had dinner with him that night and we asked if we could you know bring the other cast members with us and he was like of course and I just sat next to Joel and just talked about like Minnesota I'm from Iowa Joel mm-hmm. spent a lot of time in Minnesota we both worked at Valley Fair Amusement Park um, at different points in our lives so I just like I just sat next to him and we just like just hit it off immediately and then that's That's basically how like I came to know him was just because I happened to be at a panel that he was speaking at Um, and then yeah like about a year later he asked me to help him out with a with a convention so I was in the booth with him and you know helping direct traffic and just spent the whole day with him and was like this is what is my life this is so cool and then didn't even know that you know a year later I'd be writing and being a part of the show so so yeah, so it was, uh, I'm a fan, and that's how it came to be. I also am a trained <laughs> professional actor and comedian. I feel like sometimes people think, oh, you know, Joel's just picking people up left and right who don't have, you know, they're just fans. We are fans, but we we do have skills, too. That Yeah. That, so. <laughs> I look I, Go ahead. Sorry, I only bring that up because we were doing, we were doing a panel at a con once, and everyone was asking, you know, all of us, how we, you know, got to be on the show, and it kind of sounded like Joel was just like finding people he liked, uh, which he did, but also like he was looking in, you know, people who are professional writers and comedians and stand-up um, performers. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's a it's a nice combo of like fan, but then also like we have these skills.
0: True, and that that just strikes me as an odd observation to make because i look at the new cast and crew and i'm not seeing anybody there who doesn't have street cred in their own right apart from any association with the show
1: sure.
0: everybody has a resume yeah
1: yeah
0: i, I mean but, they might yeah. they might love the show but that's joel isn't doing anybody any favors
1: in that <laughs> regard <laughs> that yeah he's he's not um but it's just been interesting to me because it's happened more it's happened on more than one occasion uh where you know we're at a con or something and we're doing a panel and someone will just be like well I like the show Joel so just hire me (laughs) and and it's like oh yeah but we do we do have like we all have our various set of skills like it was my first time um it was my first time doing like scripted riffing because I've done shows where we're just improvising riffing things um uh but but I mean yeah like I I also have been working as a professional actor and comedian for longer than I care to admit so uh so yeah uh my story is I was a fan I am a fan and it's it's pretty crazy how that's how a lot of us um got to be on the show is because we are fans and then also oh we also do these other things that Mm -hmm. and I guess it doesn't hurt Joel, uh, Joel has said this before too. He's he's really big on like he's got facial recognition and he like locks faces in. And I think for whatever reason he just thought, oh, I would you know once I'm done up, I would look enough like Mary Jo or like Pearl mm-hmm. um, that we could you know make this clone and have that work. So so thanks face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I that I can look enough like like uh, or that Cynthia and Pearl can look enough alike to be clones and have that work too. So, so yeah.
0: He obviously knows what he's doing.
1: He does. He does. And, and he's like, it's, it's really crazy to, um, it's crazy to have worked with him so much. It's crazy that I, you know, have his phone number, even when he calls now, it's still like, Oh, Joel's calling me. Like that's still like excitement. Hasn't gone away, you know, what, three years now into knowing him and working with him. It's, he's just ridiculous. He's really fun. I get a kick out of him. I just get a kick out of him. <laughs>
0: I can't imagine working with that crew and not just having a blast all the time and I've heard that from a lot of people in your position
1: yeah it's really like and especially like touring wise um you know like living on a bus with with these crazy folks like yeah I mean uh living on a bus to me is not an ideal situation but with with the cast and crew that we had for both tours wow like It was the best combination of people and it was great to like work with them, live with them, travel with them. Um, Yeah, it's just, again, everyone, everyone is just not only talented, but just really good, good people. And that's, that's what's a little more important to me is if you're like, Um, and it's very like, it's really nice to be a part of a show where I'm like, yeah, everyone is just really solid. And it's really nice to have that
0: and that that's that's legit because i that is one of the criteria i use for the people i invite on here is that i'm trying to find people who you can say this is actually the person they seem to be in real life yeah. this is actually a good person who you'd want to have for a neighbor but they're also ridiculously talented and yeah. it's not a case where you have to choose one or the other
1: right 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 yeah and a lot of these people are so funny that they could be real jerks if they wanted to be mm-hmm. and they and they're not which is I just really refreshing. And yes, again, something that I hope to emulate from them too, because it's, I, I unfortunately have been around people who are just, I mean, they're funny, but Oh boy, are they tough yeah. to be around. And, and to me, that's just, uh, I don't like it. So, so it's nice to be part of a project that everyone is just lovely, lovely, lovely.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the reasons I keep going back to the MST3K well is because they they're, to a T all the people that you just want to talk to and they don't get enough screen time outside of doing the show. i in my opinion.
1: Oh yeah. I, yeah, I guess so. And I think, that, I think that's what was kind of cool too was um, you know, he, other than Patton and Felicia. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. Jonah, to an extent, like a lot of us True. weren't necessarily that well-known and I by far, you know, I was coming, I, I was living in Chicago at the time for the first mm-hmm. uh, season 11 when we shot. So they, they flew me in to LA um, for the first, sorry, for season 11, our, our first season coming back. But, um, and so I, I was just so low on the totem pole that I was like, what am I doing here? And Jonah, especially just made me feel right at home and like, no, this is yours too. And just like, let's all rock it out together. And I really appreciate Jonah for, like being that lovely leader that he is and was to be like, no, Hanson's here and we're going to all just, and then being able to like make him and Baron and Hampton laugh, just us goofing around together and being idiots. Like yeah. that's what's, that's, what's really fun. Um So, so yeah, it was, I'm, I'm thankful that, that Jonah kind of helped me feel like, Oh, this is just as much mine as anyone else's. And, and we're all, we're all like, holy shit, we're on the SOL, like, you know, our first dance set, we all like none of us could think, like, cause it was just so surreal to to be there. And then as things were happening, we're like, oh, the, the show is what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And we hope that our audience with the Misties, agree with us because yeah, it's it's I feel like it kind of just picked up right where it left off. It did in a lot it of really ways. Did. And and that's and that's what was really cool too. Oh, yeah. Your pup just, like, <laughs> was rolling around a little bit in the background. Oh, no, <laughs> Sorry.
0: Th- this is the watching mst 3 k pose for her right here.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Trond. Trond. He left a
0: while back. Yeah, I saw him <laughs>
1: head out the door. Oh, did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's listened to a lot of, you know, he was really integral in um, keeping our involvement a secret for a long time. Trond had to keep us uh because my involvement and Tim's involvement, uh, could not be revealed until after, I think even after the premieres, they didn't like let people know that Gypsy was going to be voiced by a female and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really have to credit Trond for not like tweeting and getting on the internet and blowing our secret and getting me fired. So I really appreciate him for Good doing that. Good dog. Good dog. Good dog. Yeah.
0: Well, Rebecca, please, I would love to have you back. Actually, I'll probably reach out to you soon and try to set something up if you end up having uh, something come up that you want to talk about.
1: Sure, I will. I will, definitely.
0: So where can somebody find you if they want to keep tabs on you online?
1: Sure. Um, Yes, you can can find me on Twitter, where I think on Twitter I am FunkyBeck, P-H-U-N-K-Y-B-E-C-K, and on Instagram, I'm Funky Beck, but it's F-U-N-K-Y-B-E-C-K because I joined Instagram way before I joined Twitter. Um, and uh, and yeah, I am pretty good when I do have uh, live shows, mostly here in town in LA. I let people know. Um, but yeah, I'll I definitely will find me on find me on Twitter and Insta, and I'll I'll let people know when I get the guts to uh, do some solo stuff.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And
1: other gr- and other group stuff like group stuff, I'm always like, come see this solo stuff is a different situation, but 2020 I'm saying it to you, Aaron. So there's accountability um, that uh, 2020 will be the year that I get some guts and do some one, one person stuff.
0: I'm going to hold you to that.
1: Okay. Do it.
0: Do it. All right. All right. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you so much. Have a great, uh, have hey. a great holiday season.
0: You as well. Keep circling right. the tapes.
1: All right. Yes. <laughs> Bye.
0: I would like to thank Rebecca Hansen for being my guest today, and I would like to thank you for listening. To get all of Rebecca's information, as well as her social media links, go to our show notes at www.aaronbosig.com. For the Geek Resources part of the show today, I'm going to swing back to the conversation we had earlier and recommend Annotated MST. That website is at annotatedmst.com. It's a fantastic resource for MST3K fans where you can not only look up jokes that were made on the show or weird, obscure references, but it's also just a really great way to find new reading material or new shows to discover. You can broaden your horizons just by going through the notes. Highly, highly recommended. And that's going to be in our show notes as well. For the community-building part of the show today, I'm going to ask a favor for anybody who has a Discord account. I have seen a huge boost in ratings and reviews when people post links to my show on Discord. And Discord has a rule against using it for self-promotion. So if the link gets posted by me, that's no good and they'll remove it. But if somebody else posts a link to my show on a relevant thread or feed, that's fantastic and I really see the difference. So I would ask that of anybody who happens to be listening to this, who uses Discord. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.